0: Guys that are really good and, and, and they normally take this step by their third year. Skip, you've heard a lot of people say this by their third year. As a hemi for arm. But he got better. He got better from first to second. And he got exponentially better between second and third. The hemi and his shoulder. End zone, touchdown! Allen stepping up middle of the field, first down and more, Josh Allen weaving to the end zone, touchdown Buffalo! Allen, end zone shot! zone wherever as a hemiphor It's amazing. What's going on, Bills Mafia? Welcome back to the All Day Buffalo Podcast. I am your host, Eli Fox, and we are going to tackle the Bills versus Bears game that is happening tomorrow. It is a Friday when I am recording this, a little bit last minute, but I've had a very busy week um and I have not had too 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 much time to plan. And I did want to talk about this game. Uh, I know that the game is at one o'clock, so. For the people listening, uh, whether you're listening to this before the game, in the morning, um, or after the game, you know there's still takeaways that you can take from this. Um, I'm basically going to talk about what I want to see, and if you are listening to it after the game, then you can, I guess, compare what, I've, what I want to see to what actually happened, um, and maybe it'll be good, maybe it'll be bad, but we can see. Um, and if you're listening before, then it'll be perfect, because I'm going to go through everything. That I want to see the players I want to see, the players I want to see play well, um, and the players I want to see keep up some consistency. So whether you're listening to it before or after, I think this is going to be a great episode, but before I get into it, um, I just want to say to make sure to stream all of the amazing content, so many amazing B.I.B. content creators on this podcast network, so do not forget to check us out on the podcast network. We are on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And also, do not forget to check us out on YouTube. we got live shows like crazy all the time. Um, you can watch shows on Twitter and Facebook as well. Um, so there is no shortage of content in this BIB content group. Uh, so check us out. You will not be disappointed. So let's get into it. First, I'm going to talk a little bit about last week. Last week, the Bills beat up, or they didn't beat up. They beat the Lions 16-15 to on a game-winning field goal by the one and only Big Baller Bass. There was a lot to like from this game. Uh, And there were a couple of things that were not so nice about this game. Uh, We will talk about that right now. So my favorite thing from the Lions game was Davis Webb and the defensive line. Uh, I kind of tried to keep it down to a couple things just because I didn't want to like talk about this Lions game too much because we've already talked about it. We know what happened. Everyone's talked about it. So I just wanted to say Davis Webb, I was really impressed with Davis Webb. Uh, He looked Cool, composed. He made solid decisions. Uh, he ran. He used his legs when he needed to, and, and he just looked like he was, uh, you know, in his element. Uh, he, I think that he could, you know, make a push for that QB three spot, find a way on this roster, and be somewhat valuable uh, to this QB room. Uh, we know that Mitch Trubisky's QB two, and of course we know that Josh Allen is QB one. So there might be a small battle between Davis Webb and Jake Fromm. But I think Davis Webb is miles ahead of Jake Fromm, um, and then the D line. I loved everything that I saw from the D line. It seemed like we were getting pressure all the time, all night, and it was just awesome to see. You know, we went into this offseason needing that. Uh, we went into the draft and we got two studs with our first and second round picks. So for the for it not to pan out would be kind of devastating. Um, and so hopefully it does pan out and. As of now, I'm buying the preseason and training camp hype. I think that Gregory Rousseau um, and hopefully Boogie Basham can hopefully Boogie Basham can you know pick it up. But Gregory Rousseau started off that game so well, uh, and it, you know set the tone for the D line. And I think that that kind of carried on throughout the game. And there was always some pressure on the quarterback, and that's what we need. That'll take a lot of pressure off of the Bills defense. And can result in sacks, can result in turnovers, and that'll be perfect for the Bills because I think that our defense is kind of dependent on that that pass rush. Um, And if if we can get that pass rush, then it makes Trey White's job easier, it makes Levi Wallace's job easier, and it makes Player Hyde's job easier. So D-line is the key. I've been saying it all offseason, D-line is the key to a successful Bills defense. So a couple of my least favorite things, obviously... I think everyone could say this, Bobby Hart looked like a like a hotel door, like a revolving door, like he was letting people in like crazy, didn't give Jake Fromm a real chance to maybe show what he has, um, and you know, Jake Fromm also didn't really look that good, he didn't look as composed as Davis Webb did, he made that amazing throw on 4th and 10 to my guy Marquez Stevenson, but... The full body of work, everything Jake Fromm did, it really wasn't very impressive. Um, And then the last thing that I didn't really like from the Lions game was the O-line as a whole. Can't put it all on Bobby Hart. There was some pretty sloppy O-line play in this game. It seemed like all of the quarterbacks were kind of under a little bit too much pressure. Hopefully, that is just, you know, preseason working itself out. It's a lot of new guys, a lot of young guys on this this offensive line. We didn't have Deion Dawkins. We didn't have, you know, all the, the heavier hitters that are usually on this this offensive line uh, that can hopefully make it a little bit better. But I'm a little bit worried about the offensive line as a whole. Uh, hopefully, in Chicago, they can kick it up and they can you know maybe lower my heart rate a bit about it because I really want this O-line to be good. I think that it's going to be imperative to the success of, of Josh Allen and the offense. So I guess you can see a theme here, D-line, O-line, it all starts in the trenches and you need your trenches to be good to be a winning team. So the O-line's got to be better. Let's move into the meat of this episode. This week, we take on the Chicago Bears. J. 17 our guy Josh Allen, and many other key players will yet again be out in this game. Uh, the playmakers have nothing to prove and everything to lose. So to keep them out. You know, I think there's really no debating this here. We know that Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen are really good at this game of football. Uh, they don't need to play. They don't have anything to prove. And when I say they have everything to lose, they can just get hurt. That's really the only. That's the only thing that can happen in a preseason game, other than us knowing that Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs are really good at football. So keep them out. Let them rest. Keep them. Keep them healthy. I know that Stefan Diggs is kind of on a. He's got a little day to day knee injury. It's nothing to. To, um, to worry about, but obviously you don't want to test that too much. So, more on Josh Allen. Josh Allen has been balling out in camp, and yes, it's just camp, but his accuracy and real-time drills um, have been nothing short of excellent. You know, the other day he went 15 for 15 in 11-on-11s, in and that's like almost unheard of. That's, that is, talk about starting off hot, that is, you know, that, that's hot. So his excellence in training camp is an amazing thing to see. There's obviously no reason to play him. I don't think there's a single member of Bills Mafia that will disagree with this take. So let him ball in training camp. Let him get those reps, those important reps there uh, with his teammates against his defense. um, And everything will shake out fine. And he's going to have an awesome year. And I can almost guarantee it, in my opinion. Um, So instead of Josh Allen playing, it's going to be Mitch Trubisky. Uh, today is Mitch Trubisky's birthday, so happy birthday to the MVP. He'll be getting his second start of the preseason, and I expect him to contribute a little bit more uh, than the previous game. At least this is one of the things I really want to see. Uh, Mitch versus old team. You know, while it's preseason, there it should it should still be fun to watch, and I hope he plays with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder, you know, something to prove. Putting Mitch with the preseason ones you know, it, it should be yielding results. So put these together, and I want to see Mitch with a little bit of a chip. You know, he's going up against his former team, a team that really never gave him a, a fair shake, and now he's on Buffalo, where he's trying to kind of revive his career um, and trying to show the world, show the rest of the league that he still has starting quarterback potential left in him. And I think preseason is really important for that. Um, and I don't know if the Bills are trying to kind of preserve the fact that people still think that Mitch Trubisky is an average quarterback. But in the Lions game, I think he only threw the ball like twice. And one of them was a drop by McKenzie. And the other one, I I believe, was a completion. I'm not sure if I'm exactly remembering that correctly. But he didn't really get a a fair shot at showing what he can do. You know, I've heard that Mitch hasn't been playing too, too well in, can't, in, a, in certain practices. But there's also some reports saying that he is playing well. Um, and when he's running with the ones, when he's running with our best receivers and against our best defense, he's playing well. So I think, and I kind of hope, that he gets a little bit more of a chance to, to prove himself. Um, and putting him, like I said, putting him with the preseason ones, this is like, you know, obviously not Stephon Diggs, um, maybe not Emmanuel Sanders, all the, 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 the better players on this team, but putting them with Kumaro and like the, the better, you know, wide receivers that are going to be playing in the preseason games, it should be yielding results. He should be able to find some success with the, with the team that is out there. You know, we have a very deep wide receiver core. um, And I think that, that will, that will definitely benefit him, and I think that he should actually put up some decent numbers. I'd like to see him play a full half. Probably won't happen. He'll probably only play the first quarter. But I'd like to see him play a full half because I, I just want to see Money Mitch you know, put up some numbers against his, his, uh, his old team. So I'll be watching out for that. Uh, but Mitch isn't the only person I'm expecting good things from. Um, Motor is another person. And I know he played well in the Lions game in his limited action, but I want to see a bit more from him and Zach Moss, who is slated to come back um, from being out with injury. I want to see what this two headed attack can do. You know, rotate snaps in the first quarter and then pull Moss at the least. I think he needs to work off some of his rust, and this will be a good game for him to do that. And it'll also allow us to see what Motor and Moss. And that combo can get done because that is going to be the feature of our running game. You know, it's not going to be, we don't have a feature back. We don't have a guy that is a clear-cut RB1. We have a, a 1A and a 1B. And we got to see what Motor and Moss can do because last year they didn't do much. And maybe you can blame that on the offensive line. But Motor and Moss have to be better. And I think they, they have to be better for us to have a successful running game, um, and a successful running game for the Bills isn't really, you know, the same as the success of the running game in Minnesota with Dalvin Cook. It's not like he's gonna put up, they're gonna put up numbers like that. But it's got to be, you know, supplementary if that's a word. <laughs> it's got to be supplementary to to the passing offense as a whole. So I'm excited to see that, and I think we'll see some results because Devin Singletary looked good. And now I'm just kind of waiting on Zach Moss and trying to see how he is. And I love Zach Moss's game, you know. You've got to get out of the way of Zach Moss because he's a power back. Um, and he can, he can move around in space. He's not, he's not, you know, like, he's not fully like Frank Gore. He's like, kind of like baby Frank Gore, in my opinion. But that's for the running backs. The last thing I want to see on the offense, I want to see a little more from the wide receivers, especially Jake Kumaro who's been getting so gassed up in camp this offseason, but we didn't really see it in Detroit. And I was a little bit upset by that because I was buying the training camp hype on Kumaro. Um, you know, I want to see more on, on his offensive side, but I wouldn't mind seeing a little bit more of what he can do on special teams. I've been hearing rumblings about him potentially being a gunner on special teams, taking over Taiwan Jones' spot. I don't know. I think that Taiwan Jones kind of has that gunner spot locked, um, you know, opposite of Saran Neal, I believe two fast guys. I don't think, and you know, fast proven solid special teamers at that gunner spot. I don't think you move that around. I think if Kumaro is going to make this roster, it's going to be as a wide receiver and only as a wide receiver. So I want to see more of Kumaro. I want to see more of the wide receivers in general, uh, Like I said, we didn't pass as much as we probably would in a regular season game. Uh, I think that, you know, and I was saying this to one of my friends when I was watching the game live, I was like, it just seems like Sean McDermott wants to run the clock on the entire preseason. He just wants to get out of preseason. Like, please don't injure my guys. Get me out of here. Get us to week one against Pittsburgh and we can put our best guys out there and we can start beating teams. You know, so I think that I, I, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that was the approach in Chicago. Um, and against green bay it 's not a bad approach because you know i don't, i, <laughs> I don 't want to see a lot of guys get hurt either uh, and running the clock on the entire game isn 't terrible because it 's not a game that matters it 's not like you have to win these games um, but I want to see more from the wide receivers, so it kind of upset me to to see that we were we had that game plan so that 's all I want to see on the offense really you know that 's all i really i care to see um and you know, the more the merrier. I hope that everyone balls out, but that might not happen. So those are the kind of just the, the highlights of what I want to see from the offense. Moving on to the defense. The defense need to, needs to play, you know, similarly to how they played in Detroit. I understand that we were playing a preseason Lions team, but allowing only 15 points is something to hang your hat on. 15 points for the opposing team wins you almost every single game that you play in the regular season. If you put up points like the bills do. So I think that it's important to see some consistency in the amount of points that we give up. We, we know that we play a bend don't break defense um, and it needs to continue to stay. Bend don't break dot, dot bend and break. You know, it kind of worries me a bit, you know, the amount of field goals that we give up and how close the the opposing teams get to our, to the, to the end zone, but it works. Sean McDermott has a plan and Leslie Frazier has a plan. And I think that that, that bend-don't-break defense definitely works. So I want to see a little more, you know, I want to see that consistency, see that bend-don't-break defense keep working um, and, and, you know, kind of make me feel a little more confident in our defense going into the season. I know that we are missing a lot of the guys that would play, but seeing the depth on our team be successful is also very important. Next up, show me more Groot. For God's sakes, this man might just be a draft steal yeah I may I might be overreacting but I don't really care um, and he he showed a lot of promise in his first preseason game even in limited action overall I loved what I saw from the d-line like I said earlier but Groot you know making a Sewell look like a child out there I mean there's a, a great view from like the the quarterbacks, like from behind the quarterback. There's a great view of 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 Gregory Rousseau, you know, driving his hand into Pene Sewell's chest and creating separation from him with his length and with his strength. You know, you don't see guys this long and athletic. And I'm going to talk more about this, so I won't talk too much about his athleticism. But it's just amazing to me. To me. You know, you don't really. We we see the pictures of him next to guys like Isaiah McKenzie and next to Coach McDermott. But to see him go up against an offensive lineman and make him look small and bully him into a, a vulnerable position to get to the quarterback, that is all you want to see from your rookie D lineman who didn't play in 2020, who hasn't played college football. You know He didn't play college football in 2020 because of COVID. He didn't want to risk it. 2019, he had 15 and a half sacks, which was second in the nation behind Chase Young. So this guy's for real, I think. Um, like I said, D-line as a whole played awesome, got pressure on a team that was supposedly building their offensive line. I loved that. You know, Dan Campbell was, has talked about the fact that he wants to build up that offensive line, use the running game, uh, to their advantage, you know, they do have Jared Goff. They don't have the best wide receivers. So they want to utilize that running game. And we brutalized their offensive line. So that made me very happy to see. But back to Groot. He's so long and athletic that I think he will be a nightmare. A nightmare matchup for almost any lineman. Taller, faster, longer, stronger. All of it. All of that is going to really play into his favor down the road against really any team this You know, with with him, plus Ed Oliver, plus Jerry Hughes, Boogie Basham, Starla Tulalay, I think that this D-line could actually be really scary. I think that this D-line can actually make some noise. And I don't think that I'm really overreacting off of one solid game from the D-line. We didn't really see many solid games from the D-line in the regular season last year. So to see one in the first preseason game with our depth players doing it, I'm excited, dude, because if our lesser players are doing it, I think that our better players can do it even better. You know, that just means that these guys have been working hard. They know their assignments. They know what they need to do. And that just has trickled down throughout the depth chart. So I'm really, really excited about the D-line, if you can't tell. Uh, But the last thing that I wanted to talk about is that Boogie needs to show me more. You know, I think that, Coming out of the draft, I was a little more excited about Boogie than I was about Gregory Rousseau. Now I think the tables have turned, and Boogie, with only one game under his belt, only one preseason game, you know, he needs to show me a little bit more. He had a bad penalty called on him that wasn't really his fault, but we also didn't see much of him in general. Um, so I want to I want to hear his name be called. I want to I want to see him in the backfield. I want. To, I don't care if he has any sacks. I don't care if he has any tackles. I just want to see him making some noise, wreaking some havoc, making life harder for the offensive linemen that are lined up across him. But altogether, I really just want to see these rookies, you know, eat together. I want to see these guys have success together. You know, I want to see Boogie and Groot grow up through this system in success. You know, I, I think that would be really cool to see a team take. Back-to-back defensive ends and see them, you know, pro- progress throughout their careers on the same team, with with year-in, year-out success. I think that would be really, really awesome. But that's all I got for Bears Bills. You know, while I'm here, I might as well give a score prediction. I think it's going to be an exciting game. We get to see Justin Fields. We get to see some Mitch Trubisky versus his old team. We get to see some more of the return game, which I'm also excited about. I want to see more Marquez Stevenson. Um, if you guys follow me on Twitter, you know that I'm a Marquez Stevenson stan. Um, and I want to see him win the return job. It looks like Isaiah McKenzie's probably going to win it. And that's fine. I want the best guy to do it. But I want Marquez Stevenson to be that best guy. So I'm going to give a score prediction. I'm going to say it's going to be Bills 23, Bears 16, Bills win, 2-0 on the preseason. The preseason win streak stays alive. And that's all I got for you folks. Thank you so much for listening to me talk about Bills football. And please do not forget, as I said before in the beginning of this episode, listen to all of the amazing podcasts. On Fridays, Jake Jordan, The Man, drops The Lowdown. That's a great podcast We got podcast events on Mondays. We got the Windchill Factor with Justice General on Tuesdays, and that's just a couple of them. Every single day, the slots are filled, and your ears will be happy if you listen to them. So do not disappoint yourself. Hop on the Built in Buffalo podcast network. Hop on the YouTube channel. Follow us on social media. We got Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all of it. Follow us. Show us some love. And as always, go Bills. See you later, y'all. The information in here is worth millions. This has been All Day Buffalo with your host, Eli Fox. Every Saturday, only on the Built in Buffalo Podcast Network. Chase and throwing. Oh, and it is caught. That's Stefan Diggs. The sliding grab for the touchdown.